Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, an initiative for Catholic women designed to resource and support you towards growth in all areas of your life, spiritual, personal and professional. We seek to do this through The Genius Podcast, which you're listening to, The Catholic Women's Masterclass, which is a four-month journey of transformation, as well as our other resources and online courses. To find out about any of these initiatives, you can visit our website, www.geniusproject.co. I'd love you to come and join us on Instagram, genius underscore project underscore daily, or you can watch the live recordings of these interviews on our Genius Project YouTube channel. Just make sure you hit subscribe so you're notified every time a new episode drops. Well, ladies, on this week's episode of the Genius Podcast, we're going to be diving into a topic that I think relates to all women regardless of your age and season in life. And I actually think it's an area that so many women struggle with. And that is how we can nurture ourselves as women, body, mind, and soul. To help me unpack this topic, I am joined by Deanne and Colleen, who are the founders of Soul Call Project. Soul Call is an apostolate that intentionally engages the whole person in the sacred experience of the rosary. Integrating the prayers of the rosary with core strengthening, stretching and functional movement to nourish body and soul and encourage deeper reflection on the virtues is what lies at the heart of the Soul Call Project. My conversation with Deanne and Colleen was so sacred. You know those conversations that you have with people who have clearly been through their own journey of suffering but have really united that suffering to Christ. Those are very powerful women and I tell you what, Colleen and Deanne are definitely those women. After we stopped recording the podcast, I had a conversation with Deanne and Colleen for the next 20 minutes and honestly I will treasure that conversation as such a sacred one in the years ahead. These are two women who really know what it means to suffer at a deep level. They've both experienced loss in their life and the impact that that has on their body, mind and soul. They are women who in the midst of their suffering surrendered to Christ. While not always easy, they continue to trust and continue to surrender. And this conversation really is a testament to the power of Jesus Christ and the power of women when they say yes to him. Ladies, I really hope and pray you are blessed by this conversation with Deanne and Colleen. Well, welcome Deanne and Colleen to the Genius Podcast. It's so wonderful having you joining us from SoulCore today. So I want to thank you for joining us. Laura Rowland is a very good friend of mine and she speaks so highly of the two of you and your mission and what you're doing in this particular space. And so I'm so excited to have you joining us on the podcast. I've actually watched you at SoulCore unfold over many years now and it seems to just be going from strength to strength and really gaining traction with women around this area of being good stewards over our body and our soul. And I think really your core mission, which I'll get you to explain in a moment, but is this integration of body and soul that we are and how we can steward that in a, in a really positive way that integrates with our spiritual life. So I'd love for you to share about that mission in a moment, but just before we dive into that, I'd love to hear from both of you around both of your stories, because each of you have a powerful story which led you to to meet one another and to this mission. So, Diane, would you kick off for us just sharing a little bit about your story? 
Yeah, I would love to. Um, I love sharing it because it just speaks to the goodness of God and his love and his mercy and his healing graces. And so um, I grew up in a lively um, Greek Orthodox family, 100% Greek Orthodox, and um, just, you know, wonderful upbringing and came into the Catholic Church after our second, after my married my husband who's Catholic and came into the Catholic Church after our second daughter was born. We have four children now, but, um, and it's been a beautiful journey. I, as a teenager, had a very destructive um, season of my life of not caring for my body and really not um, recognizing, you know, the gift and, and the sacred temple that it is. And so um, in that journey um, and in God's, you know, infinite mercy and goodness, he, I like to say he reordered what I had disordered. Um, and I um, really began to, um, he revealed, God revealed to me in that time, just the beauty and the the importance of caring for our body and our soul. And so prayer and um, really movement became a form of prayer for me, um, just that connection of body and soul and not, not specific to the rosary. I didn't even know the rosary at that time, you know, um, not being Catholic and um, but just it, it really started me on a trajectory of really wanting to be a good steward of, um, of my body and the, and the gift that we've been given. And so um, many years later, of course, come into the Catholic Church, started praying the rosary, had no idea really even what I was doing, but I knew that um, it was a beautiful prayer and um, and and had continued that path of combination of movement, you know, with um, while praying. And then, of course, you'll hear in a minute, Colleen had this beautiful inspiration to combine the rosary with movement. And, um, and then that's kind of where the seeds of soul core were planted. And I, I just, I love, cause God uses, uh, as, as you know, I'm sure Karen, so many of your own personal stories, he uses our suffering for something so much greater. You know, he, let, he lets nothing be wasted when, when we allow him to really, um, I like to say, order our days in his peace. And that's what he did for me. And, and then just in his generosity, called us to this apostolate for ourselves, for our own healing and then allows us to share it with others. So it's it's an ongoing, incredible, incredible journey. And I'm I'm I don't wish that kind of suffering on anybody, but I'm grateful. I know that that's what I need. God needed me to go through to come to this place of true just reverence and, and gratitude, and um, you know the the joy and, and gift of nurturing our bodies and our minds and our souls. You know, all of us, all our whole our whole person. Yeah, thank and that's you, what Soul Corps provided for us. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, and we will go a little bit deeper with that because it's such a beautiful mission uh, and so important for women. I think we can hurdle our way through life and the hustle culture and we do forget to steward our bodies. We forget, I love that you picked up on that, that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God dwells within us and and we have to honour. Sometimes I think women can think it's selfish to, to do self-care or to look after themselves, to nourish themselves, but really to not do that is to not honor the image of God that's within us. And I think when you see it in that light, then there's a real responsibility then mm -hmm. to be taking ownership and stewardship of ourselves. So we will go deeper with that. I love that. And I love your story and, and that you highlight that God wastes nothing in our story, that he can redeem and restore everything for his glory. So thank you so much. Colleen, yeah. what about yourself? What what about your story and how you came to connect with this mission? 
Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for allowing each of us to kind of share, you know, how God led us to, you know, to where we are at today with the mission of Soul Core. But really, um, for me, um, Soul Core came um, before what led to the inspiration for Soul Core really was kind of like Jean had shared, but personal suffering in my own life. Um, and um, I really take it back to where in my family growing up, I grew up in a, a family of um, five children and I was the youngest at the time. And my oldest brother was struck by lightning and he was killed instantly at the age of five, 15. And as you can imagine, it was a, it was a, a, a tragic time for our family and I really tore a gaping wound in the hearts of both of my parents. But it was really how my mom responded to that, um, that she really showed, um, it really showed us a, a beautiful witness of how God does use our suffering for good and the way that she turned, you know, deeper into her relationship with Christ and to her faith to get her through that time. Um, and so really through her witness, um, you know, I think that, that when it came time in my own life to encounter some tragedy, it was her witness that would kind of inspire how, how I would also respond to that. So, um, fast forward and, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things in between, but fast forwarding to keep it, keep it kind of quick here. Um, I, in, in 2010, my mom passed away unexpectedly. And then just two months later after that, my dad and my brother died in an accident together. So as you can imagine, it was a time of really incredible grief and grief takes a toll in every way on us and physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And, um, through that really what became an instrument of healing in my life was the prayers of the rosary and then eventually combining that with physical movement and those, that combination became this healing instrument in my own life. And, um, I was not someone that was great about sticking with an exercise routine. I'd always been a very athletic when I had been younger, but as an adult, I found that I would start things with a lot of <laughs> motivation and then kind of trail <laughs> off. But the combination of the prayer um, engaging the mind and, and, um, the body and spiritually really drew me in, in a different way than, than sometimes just working out physically did. And so really that instrument of healing in my own life, I did a pilgrimage after that. And while I was on that pilgrimage, a priest friend had said to me, you know, it's kind of thought that the blessed mother calls people here and she's going to have a mission for you when you go home. So shortly after that pilgrimage, um, I, I have a lower back injury and my friend had told me I should start, um, doing some core strengthening to help with that. And I thought as a busy mom, I don't have time to add core strengthening and I'm just barely getting the rosary and the run in together, which I was combining at first just to, to fit that in my busy schedule. And so, um, I looked up online, is there anything that combines core strengthening, praying the rosary? And there was nothing out there like that. There were some other things, biking in the rosary or running and, just in, a, in an inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it just came this idea for soul core, not the name, um, but but combining core strengthening and the rosary to get that same beautiful benefit of nourishing body, mind, and soul as I had been getting with the runs. And um, I a huge vision came. I kind of saw people nourishing body, mind, and soul around the world, praying together, um, you know, transforming their bodies and their minds and souls through the prayers of the rosary and movement together. And I saw apparel and DVDs and all these things. And, and it really kind of took me, <laughs> took, overwhelmed me a little bit. And I thought, God, I'm certainly not qualified <laughs> to do this, but you know, 
God, what he can do with our little yes, if we just give him that little crack of a doorway open. And so really, I feel that it was just led by the Holy Spirit connected with Deanne. And from there, we really worked together and we feel like all along, we've just been led by the Holy Spirit and we've been witnesses to how the Holy Spirit has been at work through this. Um, and then soul core has, you know, slowly evolved into, you know, what it is today. So there's a lot more details to the story, which, um, I do often share and talks and things like that, but, um, just to kind of keep it concise for your audience tonight, that sort of is a little bit of a snippet of how we came to the inspiration for soul core. Yes. And you both sound like it and you've both been through so much, but Colleen, I can't imagine the, the suffering and the grief that you've been through. That's, that's a lot of loss. And, and the thing with loss and grief or trauma is that it's stored in our bodies, isn't it? Like those emotional mm-hmm. experiences are stored mm-hmm. in our bodies. And so even though we might think we're being resilient and we keep going, we keep going, it, it's stored within us. And, and the way to release that tension and trauma is through movement. The scientific research shows us that. And I love that you've combined that science with our spirituality and our Catholic faith and praying the rosary because just those, those prayers of the rosary I find can be so cathartic and healing in times Uh where we are overwhelmed with grief or experiences and we don't actually have the words to pray that that walking with our blessed mother and and saying the rosary is so powerful so it's that is such a beautiful you know we one thing that we really like to say one of our favorite quotes about the rosary is that it's for anyone who wants to grow in virtue, but also cultivate interior peace. And through the rosary, of course, we reflect on the life of Christ, who is, scripture tells us, who is our is the prince of peace. He is our peace, the source of our peace. And also the rhythm of the rosary, which a lot of people can say, oh, the rosary is so repetitive. And, and that sometimes can be a, you know, a little bit of a qualm with the rosary, but that is intentional to put us in this natural rhythm that there's actually been tests that show that when we pray the rosary, that our breath naturally slows, the rhythm of our heartbeat naturally slows, and that prepares our hearts, our bodies, and our minds to receive the reflection on the mystery of the rosary. So there's such beauty, you know, in the rosary. And I love how you articulated that we do hold trauma and suffering in our bodies. And that combination of movement and prayer, I found to be truly a transformative and healing instrument in my, in my life. And Dean and I both share that it's really because how we have been transformed, that we're so passionate about this combination because we ourselves have experienced radical healing and transformation through it. Mm-hmm. And we just want to help others experience the same. Yeah. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your yes and for your mission because it's, it's extraordinary. And I, I want to ask you both, did you know each other before? Uh, were you friends before you started Soul Core or did you just connect through? We've known each other for many years. Colleen is good friends with my younger brother and her one of her brothers was one of my um, best friends, you know, through high school. And, and then we reconnected really um, around the time of her um, family's, you know, their mom and dad and brother passing and we were in a rosary group and well, that I guess that really started after, but we've known each other for a long time, but it was really, and we, we feel like we, we always say one of our ladies greatest specialties is, you know, weaving lives together. And, and we feel like all those years ago that we knew each other and then how our lady just wove our lives together and just such this, beautiful way. And, and really just a time that we, um, you know, we, we, as women, as men, all of us, we need friendship and we need, 
one another. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, we did know each we've known each other, but obviously we've gotten to know each other. Uh, I can imagine your friendship would be so people now. (laughs) Yeah. People often ask us, Oh, are you sisters? Um, Cause we we are like, well, we're soul sisters for sure. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, I, I really um the power of the rosary. I just like to highlight that for a moment. I've just recorded another episode where we're talking about the power of the, the sacrament of reconciliation. But the power of the rosary also it's it's so powerful. I mean, John Paul II used to pray many times a day his rosary, and and in the times that we're living in, where there seems like there's so much unrest in the world and uncertainty, I think the rosary offers us something it's it's such a beautiful gift it just really grounds us in that peace and like you said one of the complaints the rosary can be how repetitive it can be (laughs) but I do love that it puts you into a rhythm a couple of years ago I shared this on the podcast but um, a friend of ours her 13 year old son took his life during Mm the first year of COVID and then six weeks later another friend who lived behind us her son who was 16 also took his life and trying to I mean for me as an adult that was just overwhelming but my daughter knew both of these young men and and my kids and so trying to help a 13 year old girl entering adolescence walk through that and make sense Mm -hmm. of that I mean how Mm -hmm. do you make sense of that experience but um, another friend and I would go to uh, one of the mum's houses and we went every week for many months and I've had to come back to full-time work but this friend is incredibly faithful and it's two years on now and she's still going once a week and and we started by praying the rosary with her mm-hmm. um, so there was three of us and we turn up every Friday and sometimes she'd be feeling really overwhelmed or just didn't have the words but we'd sit for that hour and we'd sit on the floor and we'd cry and and we just pray the rosary and at the mm-hmm. end there was just this peace that would descend and I often had this vision of the blessed mother just with her mantle just coming around us and drawing us in with with this beautiful cloak around her and that rosary held all of us you know during that time And, and so I started doing that with my daughter as well just to to pray the rosary and to pray our way through this because sometimes things just simply don't make sense in this world and Right. There is. I'm so sorry for the suffering of um, your friend, your community, your daughter and your family, because that is just especially the the tragedy with young lives as this. And there is mystery. Suffering really is the greatest mystery. We 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 do not understand, um, you know, God's ways and how suffering is is utilized. And and someday we will, (laughs) you know, hopefully. Um, in heaven, but it is very difficult. And so the rosary does bring this sense of peace, but I, I was really touched by just the image of the blessed mother coming around you as you huddled around your friend and lifting her up in, and I'm sure what were the darkest and lowest moments, you know, of her life. Um, what a beautiful image of you embracing her and the blessed mother embracing all of you. And I, I really think, I think you, you paint such a beautiful picture of what really happens. You know, it's, again, it's mystery. We don't understand it, but there is such a sense of peace that comes through the rosary. And um, we certainly can articulate some of it, like the physical things I was talking about, but some of it is, is mystery, you know, but it just, and until you really experience it, it's, it's hard to um, it's hard to, to truly understand it until you experience it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, back to that friendship, Karen. How beautiful that that's how you came together. That we in situations like that, 
we don't know what to do, but to come together with your friend and, and um, you know, pray and whether she could even pray along with you out loud or not, just that the beauty of, um, of, of that friendship and, and that support of one another um, had to be a sustaining factor for her and continues to be, I'm sure today. Yeah. And that's what we love about soul is especially when, you know, for our in-person classes, when we come together and we, we intentionally set up in a circle, it imitates the shape of the rosary, of course, but also this reminder of God's infinite mercy and love. There's no beginning and no end, but that we're all in this together. It's never, um, you know, it's not ever about comparison or competition or judgment. It We're, we're coming together in prayer for one another. Some may know each other, some may not, but, you know, we lift up our intentions before we begin so now everyone's praying for each other and in specific ways and even engaging their body in prayer and maybe pushing through some things for the sake of prayer for that person's intention that they, you know, just heard. And um, there's such a depth of connection and, and just um, healing really, you know, in that. And I just, yeah, like Colleen said, the image that you painted of you know, and we have felt many times that our blessed mother's presence, you know, and God's presence, certainly in that circle in, in, and, you know, our lady says those who are found in the, our lady of America says those uh, who are found in the circle of my rosary will never be lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I will bring them right to my son. And it, we feel like that every time we gather in our circle um, for soul core, that we really are under Mary's mantle of protection, that she's just got her arms all wrapped around us and, you know, gathering her garden, <laughs> her flowers that she, you know, and in her garden. It Karen, really- and that's what our, our logo for Soul Core is an A intertwined with an M, which um, stands for Aspece Maria, which is Latin for under the protection of Mary. And so really Soul Core is based, um, you know, on that premise, you know, that, that really we are under the protection of the Blessed Mother. And she wants, to, <laughs> she wants all of us to be in there. And um, you know, it's just, sometimes it just takes that gentle invitation. Of course, the rosary is, <laughs> is a giant invitation. It's you know, so to the beautiful. Yeah, no, it's so, so powerful. And I love, I was actually going to ask you about the logo because I did read that on your website and I think that's beautiful. Just the symbolism in that and mm-hmm. being under that mantle. I think sometimes what COVID has done for people is it isolated them and, and many mm-hmm. people have not reconnected with people. We've lost that art of meaningful connection and relationship. And I think what's incredibly powerful about your in-person classes is the way in which people can come together and, and have their intentions heard in a, in a beautiful way and know that other people are praying for them. It's just mm-hmm. that experience of, of bringing something that you're carrying that's so heavy to others and, and having that support. And sometimes when we've run out of hope or we've run out of joy or we believe that God is still going to come through for us. The fact that other people will come alongside us and lift up our intentions and pray for us can restore hope and it can restore joy. We feel held in those moments, which is really so important. I know yeah, many years so ago, you articulated things so beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And we you have witnessed, <laughs> yeah, right. We have witnessed even as people come in, and depending on, you know, w- what their day has already brought or just the, the season of life that they're in, various things, um, you know, uh, a, com- a, a completely different demeanor and disposition mm-hmm. as they're leaving. Yeah. You know, you come in kind of feeling one way, anxious, whatever it is, 
and the sense of peace that Colleen was talking about that. So, you know, the rosary itself is um, an instrument of that cultivating that interior peace. You know, we always say the rosary itself and some people come and they just lay on the mat. They don't feel called to move that day, you know, and that's beautiful. They're coming for the prayers. They're coming for the community. And there's, we see just this, like this peace that just, overcomes it, ourselves too. We get lost. Even if we're leading the leading soul core, we get lost in those, in the prayers and the reflection, you know, the, meditating on the mysteries and the virtues. And, um, and then adding the movement is secondary. It's an invitation to engage our body in prayer. You know, we're called um, to nurture, you know, in, you reference St. John Paul II. He's, and I love, we love his quote that the body and only the body is capable of making visible the invisible, the divine. And so our bodies in soul core are meant to reflect the prayers of our heart. They're meant to be a reflection of what we're praying, what are, you know, what's 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 our heart aching for and and you know, that cry out to God really um in you know through our movements and and through the contemplation on the mysteries. And so it's we've we've been very fortunate to see in our own lives and in so many that have joined us for Soul Court, really, even within that period of time we're together, the transformation, you know, that happens and the prayers, then hopefully that that um, extends out into the rest of their day. And then it, it it becomes kind of a new way of life. We saw, we call it, you know, becoming a living rosary or we call it Soul Court living. You're living you know, the, all the elements, the beauty of the rosary in our, in your daily lives. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, a lot of people in our, come. Um, in our studio, Karen, we have the, the scripture verse revelations 21 five, which is behold, I make all things new. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, we, we, Deanna and I have seen that in our own lives, how God has really made, you know, everything new, restored our hearts, restored our wounds, restored our brokenness, reordered things. And so, you know, we've experienced that over a long journey, but we know even within a soul core class, as Deanne's describing that God is making things new within us. Um, and, and it's palpable, really palpable to see sometimes what, what happens with people um, prior to the rosary and movement and then after. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really beautiful, but it's, it's a definitely a living witness of that scripture. Yes, sure. I love that scripture. And, and you both are walking living examples of how when we do surrender, when we surrender in the depths of our mm -hmm. despair and our pain, that the Lord actually is always there to meet us and hold us, that we're never left abandoned and alone in our grief. I think that's very important. I mean, I've shared this on the podcast before, but during COVID, we have a, spe a global speaking business. So that wasn't very conducive to a, a global lockdown. <laughs> for many yeah. years no no oh, right, right. so for, for us we we lost an awful lot in those first couple of years of COVID and I do remember lying on my heated bathroom ensuite floor because it was freezing here and that was my place of prayer that I, I felt like in my soul I, I really sunk in that first year of lockdown to um just a depth not of despair but of just um like hopelessness and how is this going sure. to turn around and but going to the Lord and, and just lying on that bathroom floor, I almost couldn't get any lower, but the experience of him meeting me there and holding me there and, mm -hmm. you know, just many years of praying and praying and praying and um, it, we just keep coming back to the Lord. So I think when we're going through suffering, 
I know people's experiences vary and, and sometimes it's okay to be angry at God and even tell him that you're angry with him. Yeah, he can but take it. I always tell my kids can. that he can take it. <laughs> but the one thing is that we keep we keep showing up in that place mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. and we keep showing up. And the two things that I want to highlight for people who are listening who might be going through their own grief and suffering is there are two truths that remain regardless of our circumstances that God is always good and he's always faithful and he he has the power as you said Colleen to redeem and restore even the most broken parts of our story so mm. I think that's really beautiful I'd love to um to jump into looking at um, self-care <laughs> as I made that <laughs> at the start of the podcast I was calling it uh, soul soul care which I knew it was soul mm. core but anyway <laughs> But I, it I is care of the soul, though. It's perfect. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. But I, I really do want to highlight this because I think women particularly struggle with a sense of giving themselves permission to nurture and nourish themselves. And in some ways, many women fall into the trap of actually thinking it's heroic and it's godly to just pour out, pour out endlessly for others. Now, that is important. We are called to lay our lives down in service but even Jesus withdrew to a quiet place to restore himself. And I think I'd like to call women to that higher vision, that godly vision of actually nurturing, tending our body, tending our soul. I'd love for you both to speak into that for a moment, that experience of neglect that women often fall into. Maybe, Deanne, you could start. You were sort of sharing that ties into your story mm-hmm. of, of neglecting ourselves and, and just the impact that that has and how it's actually not godly to do that. Oh, right. And it is, you know, it, it is a natural um, tendency for women, especially to, um, to, like you said, Karen, to feel almost a selfishness if they're, you know, putting themselves first and before others, but we all know, I mean, the reality is if we don't fill up our well, we cannot pour out to others. We just, and really the only way to fill our well is in time with prayer in prayer, you know, and spending time, um, in, in the presence of God and, and, um, allowing him to renew and restore us, um, you know, through prayer. And we're called even, you know, the catechism we're called God seeks worshipers in body and in spirit. I mean, we are called again, back to this gift of our bodies, you know, I think a lot of times I'll ask people if you just kind of stop for a moment and think about your body, kind of what, what, what thoughts come to mind. And a lot of times it's, you know, unhealthy, broken, tired, exhausted, you know, different things. And we remind people, well, what about sacred and holy and a gift and a miracle? And, you know, this is truly who we are. This is what God has given us. And and our gift back to him is how we care for our body. And it's not about an external to look a certain way. It's not about that. It's about, and that's what we love about soul core. It's an interior strengthening, um, you know, taking care of ourselves from the inside out, letting God be, you know, strengthen us from the inside out so we can be a fit instrument to do whatever he's calling us to, whatever season of life we're in, whatever it is. And a fit instrument doesn't look a certain way. We're not talking six pack abs and be able to do 20 squats. I mean, it's that's not what fit instrument. It just means to be strengthened in to take care of yourself in body, in mind, in spirit, so that you can do the will of God, what he's created us for, what each of us, what he's given us, um, you know, this temple of the Holy Spirit to do. 
for his sake. And there's a sustaining power in that too. So it's not, it's not a selfish ambition at all because we're doing it for, to give glory to God and to honor what he's given us, to take care of what he's given us so that we can continue to care and take care of others as fit instruments, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for him. Yeah. So it's just a, it's a, it's just a changing of the lens of, um, how we approach, um, again, this sort of thought of personal, it's selfish and that sort of thing. Um, it's actually, it's actually selfless because it's not easy to care for the body necessarily. Not everyone is predisposed to want to, <laughs> but again, when we're doing it for something greater than ourselves, it's, it, you know, we're called to it. We're actually called to it. God, he says, glorify scripture tells us glorify God with your body. You know, it's a commandment. It's in, and I love what you said, Karen, that God, he's, he's, he's faithful. He's so faithful. And he always keeps his promises, you know, and he's always preparing us for what he has prepared for us. So wherever we are right now, he so I read this quote that said, no matter where we're going, God is already there. And he, everything we're going through right now, he's preparing us for what he has prepared for us. And so we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves to keep moving forward to what he has you know, prepared for us and so that we can continue to nurture others. That's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Colleen, have you got any thoughts to add? Well, I would just add, you know, I, I liked, um, Karen, what you said, you talked about how even Jesus withdrew, um, you know, and went away to quiet places to pray with, with um, his father to have that personal time. But I, I really think that is really a key is that we really have to um, modify the rhythms in our life to imitate the rhythms in Christ's life. And I think that um, Bishop Barron says it so well. He says to walk with God is to be in step with his rhythms. And I think that if we see that, we see that example of how Jesus lived um, in his humanity, that he did withdraw, that he says, come away with me and I will give you rest. And so really he gives us the perfect example. We know as Christians that we are to imitate his, his example in life, to, to the, imitate his virtues that he lived out. Um, to really, Im, Im, you know, to imitate Christ in every way possible. And of course, that's a lifelong journey to become better at that. But if we look at, we simply just look at his life alone, we see those rhythms of time away, time for himself. And of course, coming back into then, you know, coming into towns and speaking and healing and evangelizing and doing all those things. And so if we just simply look at that pattern, um, and then we know that that's the right, you know, that that is, that's, right. that's not only the right thing to do, it's really the Christ-like thing to do as well. So I, I, um, I think it's just so beautiful, really the rhythm of, of Jesus's humanity. Um, and, and really I think that alone gives us the permission, you know, to, to do that, but it is sometimes hard. I think, I think also women were also balancing so many things. And so that's what can also be a challenge. Even if we have the desire to, it's the, it's the caught of, you know, balancing so many things. So that's where I feel like maybe the challenge comes in as we feel like, oh, we're giving time to that. And then we have to pause and take time away from something else. So that's really where, the, you know, kind of the challenge is. But as Deanne said, really, we need to be filled up ourselves and we need to be whole ourselves so that we can more fully be able to serve others and those around us and those that we encounter. Yeah. So beautiful. And just really quick, we talk a lot about like balance versus, you know, and sometimes when you hear the word balance, to me anyway, automatically 
things, it means things are out of balance. Like it's, if, if we're trying to balance, something's out of balance. So Colleen and I talk often about integration, you know, integration, like you think of a river flowing and, you know, there's so many things that we're taking care of and hats that we're wearing and, and, and the people that we're nurturing, that sort of thing. And, you know, the river's all flowing, everything's moving. And some, sometimes certain parts are taking up more of the river, but the integration of all of our, you know, not compartmentalizing these things in our life, but integrating everything and, and letting everything become a prayer. Um, and that's what we love about Soul Core is that we are, there is such an, it's, it's not really just a two for one. It's like a 10 for one. There's so many, um, you know, beautiful elements um, in that river flowing, if you will, of, um, of in, integration. And so things don't feel out of balance. They feel really integrated um, and, and connected and united and really united closer to Christ. And so that's that. And that rhythm that Colleen's talking about, like that just naturally starts to um, unfold. And it feels so much more gentle than trying to balance everything. Like we'll never get there, but we yeah. can integrate. I hate that work-life balance concept. <laughs> it's about trading it's like what am I trading I'm trading right. time I'm trading priorities it's but it, it's trying I like the word I love the word you use is integration and, and wholeness um mm-hmm. I, I really I can't remember as wholeness or holiness is wholeness I think that's a catchphrase mm-hmm. that's used possibly with reform as well but trying to live into this wholeness and that means like bringing all of the stuff that we're juggling as opposed to trying to get this perfect balance of these scales, which I don't believe we ever fully get, especially if we're mothers juggling everything that we're juggling. I don't know if anyone has any answers, please DM me because I'd like to know. I certainly don't have that down pat, but I do know for myself, like we run a big company and and I do this podcast. I have three teenage children. It's Life is really busy and really full and there's a lot we're responsible for. But if I don't have my rhythms every morning and Jonathan my Mm -hmm. husband's the same I mean he he's always been a bit strange he gets up at like 4 (laughs) a.m I never understood that but he's really big on his exercise and his prayer in the morning before anything and 23 years of marriage he's always maintained those rhythms and they hold well I I love that because that's actually very Christ-like too. The, you know, that Christ often woke up in the middle of the night. I know. Here am I calling my husband strange. For no, <laughs> but you know what? But the, but the reality is that, that the rhythms are so important. They're Karen, so you could important. that more importantly. The rhythms are so important. And, and, you know, rhythms of movement, rhythms of prayer, rhythms of quiet, rhythms of silence, rhythms of rest, which are all things that are contained in our soul core and a soul core experience. Um, and so we really try and what we say is that we try and incorporate, um, Deanne mentioned the word soul core living, the term soul core living. And that's really about taking all the elements that we incorporate into the soul core experience in a class. And those are the things that we live out, um, you know, again, becoming kind of a living rosary, but the real, our rhythms are so important and they really, um, really, and, and again, and Jesus had beautiful rhythms in his life. So again, it's something that we can imitate him in and establishing those in our life. And then everything else kind of flows outward from that. When those, when those rhythms are good, and, and there are always going to be seasons or a period where we're doing something where the rhythms get a little out of whack. Mm-hmm. And if that's, a, if that's just temporary, that that's absolutely fine. That that's life as we know it, but then we want to come back we want to come back to those foundational rhythms, um, you know, when we can, but there will be seasons where we, where we get a little, <laughs> you know, a little, a little out of rhythm and and that's okay. We, you know, we don't want to be too hard on ourselves there that. But so I even love how, 
even with that, Colleen, to piggyback on that, I even love the thought of even just in our seasons, you know, different seasons, we can be in a sorrowful season, you know, we can be in a luminous season, we can be in a glorious season, a joyful season. So even the rhythms of our whatever season we're in can be, um, again, integrated, tied with the rhythm of the rosary and, and you know, the mysteries and, and the virtues tied to those mysteries in that season of life, you know, that we're experiencing. And it's just, um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, we're just constantly in awe. Yeah, St. John Paul II says that the rosary is the rhythm of our lives. And it, and it yeah. really is, if we look at it, the virtues that we need to practice, the, you know, Deanne shared the season, the rhythms of, you know, joyful and sorrowful and the different rhythms that we have. And really, if we look at the mysteries, each individual mystery um, in the life of, of Jesus and the life of our Blessed Mother, we could each look at, you know, different aspects and different times in our life where, where something imitates, you know, that, that season. And so it really is what it, it was such a beautiful statement about the rosary by him. And it, and it's truth, <laughs> you know, that the rosary is the rhythm. It, also gives of our lives. Purpose. it gives purpose mm-hmm. to our suffering. So suffering doesn't have to be meaningless. It doesn't have to lead to despondency and despair because there is purpose if if we're uniting it to Christ and that concept of redemptive suffering that if we're mm-hmm. offering that back to the Lord, then he can make something beautiful from it. I mean, look at both of your own lives and the suffering that you've had to endure and just what the fruit that God's born from that because you chose, you said yes to unite your suffering to him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, we tried to do it our own way for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I know. We all do. And my younger life and think I've got this, I'm going to do it my own way until it was clear that was not working. <laughs> so that's yeah. surrendering and, and, you know, uh, letting God just come in and, um, and not only just what he'll do too, which I love so much is he will. And you mentioned this earlier and um, Karen, he'll bring people into our lives to help like you've done with your friend to help carry each other's crosses, you know, to be the Simons, to be the Veronica's in our life. And, We've witnessed that too in in um, you know the court or the course of our life and through this soul core journey and that is just so it's just again God cannot be outdone in generosity and we just you know the, the, he just um, continues to, we we continue to just be in awe of his grace and his um, goodness and then who he's drawn to this apostle we're we have over 200 certified leaders in eight countries now. And, wow. you know, we started just a, a little group of friends. Uh, two, two women you know, in your local community. Amazing. Um, and, and that's, that's, you know, that, that's all God's doing. And it does just come with our little yeses, but um, we're, we're just always in awe. And there's just, we know in our own lives, there's such a need um, to really take care of ourselves, like we said, for the, for something greater than ourselves, you know, um, and God gives us everything that we need to do it. We just need to let him (laughs) really. And the rosary meditating on his life and and the virtues that he, you know, we're called to imitate out. That's what helps us. That's where we grow, you know, ask for the grace for God to give us the strength and and those virtues um, to live out. And so we always often say that, it, you know, through through soul core and really through the rosary, we're slowly and imperceptibly transformed more fully into the image and likeness of the heart and mind of Jesus and our Blessed Mother. And that's what's happening. You can't necessarily see it as it's happening, but that's what's happening. And 
We're just in awe of it. I mean, honestly, because it's not rocket science. It's very simple. You know, it's a very simple um, prayer even, and, and it's for the simple. And we love everything simple. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's so powerful. How important in these times where everything feels so complex and everyone is juggling just so much that you can return and still cultivate that little area right in the heart of who you are where the Lord can come and dwell um, I, I just love that. And I love your mission and everything that you're both doing. Colleen mm. and Deanne, where can people find you? Like, I mean, you say that you have people overseas and is there any way of connecting online? So where where can people find you if they want to know more about Soul Core? Oh, that's a great question, Karen. And really our, our website is a great resource, um, soulcore.com, which is there. That's a great starting point that can lead us to also our various social media um, handles that we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's at soul core project. Um, but, um, and then we do have an online studio. Um, as Dean said, we have over 200 leaders across the globe, but, um, most of the bulk of that is in the United States, but, but we're, we're growing and we're, and we're, you know, always new countries are coming on all the time. Um, but we do have an online studio for those that don't have a local leader in their um, in their area, geographical area. So, and there's a, there's a free trial on that. If you go to our website, so people can actually just try that for free to see if it's something that really, you know, speaks to them and something that they want to integrate into their life. Um, but, but really the website is a great, great starting point for that. So, um, and then lots of other ways to get involved. Yeah. And we, you know, and that's like, as Deanne said, our lady has brought just amazing, drawn amazing souls to the apostolate. And we just, we feel incredibly blessed. We always say, Deanne and I always kid each other that this is the best gig ever <laughs> to be yeah. able to be praying the rosary and nourishing body, mind, and soul with people, you know, around the world and the people, the souls that, that have been brought into this apostolate. And so we're always praying though, that more, more people will be a call to um, discern, to become a leader so that we can continue to grow and spread the beauty of the rosary and transforming power around, around the world. Really. Fantastic. Well, thank you both of you so much. Thank you for your time today and sharing and just for this apostolate. It's just so beautiful, so powerful. So I pray every good blessing upon both of you and, and the work that you're doing. So thank you so much. Well, Karen, mm. thank you for having us. It's really been a joy to, to share our stories and to share about our mission. And we, again, will lift up you and your husband and your family and all your amazing endeavors that you're doing to, to build up the kingdom and <laughs> to spread. Thank you. Thank Grace. You. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a true gift. Um, thank you for having us and just sharing, imparting your wisdom too, and just a beautiful way to articulate um, that you're, you're you, you radiate um, Christ, really. You just radiate beauty and faith. And this has been a real joy. Thank you. Oh, thank you both of you. God bless. Wow, I could sit under the wisdom of those two women all day. They have so much wisdom to offer through their suffering and their surrender to the Lord. It's such a gift and I'm so grateful to them. If you're walking through your own valley at the moment, can I encourage you to go and check out their apostolate, Soul Core Project, and I'll put a link in the show notes. In this conversation, we spoke about developing some disciplines and how disciplines and rhythms are so important. Ladies, I'd love to invite you to join me inside the Catholic Women's Masterclass. We are opening the doors for a new cohort to walk through this four-month journey of transformation where we really build in four key rhythms of renewal, rhythms and disciplines which can hold us firm during some of these challenging times in our life. If you would like to find out more information about the Masterclass, 
please come and visit the website www.geniusproject.co or check out the bio on Instagram, genius underscore project underscore daily. Ladies, I would be so grateful if you could do me a small favor after listening to this interview and before jumping off your phone, if you could head on over to the podcast platform that you're listening to this episode on and just leave a very quick review and rating. This really does help support the work here at the Genius Project and all the algorithms and I would be so grateful for your support. Until next week, ladies, have a really beautiful week. God bless you. And I look forward to you joining me on the podcast next week.